Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, Who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 147 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with two sisters, Shannon Gardner and Cherie Crone. Shannon and Cherie live in Gulf Breeze, Florida, which is on the Gulf Coast, and they both work for their family's surf shop called Inner Light. Welcome, Shannon and Cherie. Hi. So glad to have you here today. I love to talk to relatives, friends, sisters, coworkers, anyone who's doing intermittent fasting together. You know, as I was saying that list, I, I was like, that describes these two perfectly. So, you know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? And so, Cherie, we're going to start with you because I hear you found it first. I did. So in May of 2019, I kind of found it by accident. I was, I decided I was going to pray for a relative every Monday and completely fast all day long. So at the end of the month, I had lost weight and hadn't really done much else. So I told my sister, I was like, there's something going on with this. This is the only thing that's worked. So we started doing all kinds of research. I found your podcast and then I made one day we were hanging out together and uh, we put each put an earphone in and just listened to it while we watched the kids swim. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, we are starting this tomorrow. <laughs> That's fantastic. So May of 2019. So by the time that this, this episode comes out, we're recording in February, but it will be May of 2021. So it'll be right around your two year fast anniversary, we like to call it. So were you praying for one specific relative that had something going on every Monday or was it like every Monday it was a different relative. It I just was just to... one. 
And it was, yes, all day on Monday. But at the time, I was still drinking hazelnut coffee, hazelnut flavored <laughs> coffee, which I still thought that was a clean fast, although I wasn't really following your stuff in May. But then in June, Shannon told me three weeks into it, you're not clean fasting. Yeah, I was, I'm a, I'm I a rule follower, so I hadn't gotten your book yet. But I was like, well, I, I found the Facebook group. And so I started like looking into that. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> this is this is not on the right list, and so this she is on like, the no list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but she's like, but it's black. I was like, but it's flavored. So that's right, that's right. People get so confused by that. Like just yesterday on the intermittent fasting podcast, someone they were like, "Well, you said avoid flavors, but coffee is a flavor." I'm like, good try, good try, but no. <laughs> Let me explain. So, by the way, did how did things go for your relative that you were praying for? Good. Things turned out very nice. Yes, it was worth yeah. all the prayers. <laughs> I'm so glad. So you were fasting every Monday. And what inspired you to do it? Just the whole idea of just, you know, fasting religiously. Had you done that before? Or was it just something that, like, came to you in an inspired way? It came to me, yes, in an inspired way, I guess. I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to do this and commit to it for the whole month and went for it. And usually, you know, halfway through the day or whatever before, I'd be like, I'm just going to go ahead and eat. (laughs) But no, I stuck to it and was very strict with it. And so that first month, how much weight did you did you lose just from doing this one day a week? I want to say it was only like three pounds. Before, I was turning, I guess, 39 that year, and I was determined to get into better shape for my 40th. And before, I could lose, you know, 10 pounds in a month if I really wanted to. But as I was getting older, it wasn't working <laughs> quite the same. <laughs> I think we all could tell that story, right? That we could just cross our, you know, snap our fingers when we were, uh, you know, a teenager and took it <laughs> so for it was granted. Not so easy anymore. Yeah. All right. So three pounds just from fasting on Mondays. That's pretty exciting. So Shannon, when you got started, was it about a month in? Is that that what you said? Yeah. So at the end of May is when she kind of reached out to me, and I had been oh, oh, on and off that year with different diets. I had gotten to the highest weight I had ever been. I had been, I got remarried and I always joke that I'm the fat and happy type girl. So we, you know, we lived it up. I had a baby. I gained a lot of weight and I was struggling with losing weight. And I, we pretty much did every diet together uh, all of our adulthood, except keto. So I was, I had done keto for a while. I refused. She refused. But, um, but Cherie was like, no on the yeah, keto. Yeah, yeah. She couldn't drag me on that one. So I had started gaining weight again because I started eating bread again and um (laughs) and so she was like I really want you to do this with me and I really think it'll work it's just it's different and I was like sure you know like when I did keto there's a like fasting kind of goes along with keto a lot of times not clean fasting but um so I was like yeah I can do that and then she's like well you can't have bulletproof coffee you can't and I'm like what so I did it though and I read the books and I did all that and I was like all right let's do this First week of June of the same year, 2019, is when I kind of joined alongside her. So, Awesome. Yeah, it really is true that we often find now fasting and keto hand in hand. But it you know, didn't used to be that way. But, um, but they, you know, now that we've realized, hey, fasting is also ketogenic. <laughs> you know, it really, it helps with that. So ketogenic and bread. What, what's better than that? <laughs> Love it. So you stopped keto right at the same time that you... So at first I was like, I'll do it with it. And so um, I did keto and intermittent fasting probably for about a month. And I I lost 10 pounds that first month. I said it it was probably 99% inflammation. But I was like, okay, I can do this. And then Sheree's like, you can do it without doing keto too. So because that was still a struggle. It was still that main like diet mentality. And it was very like... I just want to lose weight, Um, but I was finally kind of starting to feel better. And so I kind of just transitioned to eat whatever you want Um, (laughs) (laughs) and continue with the fasting from there on out. But so keto for maybe the, just that month of June. And 10 pounds for that. So when you added carbs back in, did your weight go back up? temporarily I didn't gain any weight but I probably didn't lose weight for the next three months and I was listening to one of your podcasts with Charlie cute little Charlie she was saying like people were like commenting they're like oh look you've lost so much weight but I wasn't weighing at that time I had kind of was like I don't want to think about the scale I just want to you know fast and feel better 
but you kind of always, you know, think about the scale. And so after like month three, I didn't weigh at all that month and people had been commenting and they're like, no, you look great. You Tell me how much weight you lost when you weigh. And I'm like, okay. And I had gained a pound that month. When I, but I did look like my clothes were fitting better and all that. So that's where I'm like, the scale's a liar. Don't listen to the scale because it's not always accurate as to, you know, what's happening. But that's true. One reason that I asked is because I used to, of course, dabbled in the keto, low carb. I would Over the years, I would cycle back through things before I got to intermittent fasting and got to give all that up. But I had about a four-pound swing. The amount of liquid my body would, rain t- main, or, um, would retain along with the, the glycogen that I would store, I think, is about four pounds. Because whenever I would start low carb, I would immediately drop four pounds and then never another pound. Right. <laughs> <laughs> No matter how long I tried it, but then I would start back up with carbs and then bam, there were those four pounds again. So I think that was the glycogen weight for me. So maybe you had, you know, maybe you were really down three instead of up one, right? I'll take that. (laughs) We'll, We'll use that four pound math for that. But what's really funny is, even though that happened every single time, I kept trying low carb <laughs> over the years anyway. So you reintroduced all the foods. And then you, Cherie, you were eating all the foods from the beginning. I was, always. <laughs> Although I was very strict with, um, I kind of dabbled in that 21-day fix. So I would portion out all my food and counting out the 12 almonds. But and- before. Before, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, once intermittent fasting started, it was all the foods. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So 21-day fix is the one that has the container. Uh, yes. She made me do that with her, too. Yeah, I did make her do that with me. <laughs> when did that one come out? I'm trying to remember if I did that or if I just heard of it. Was that a more recent one? I did one? that, like, in 2016-ish. Okay, so yeah, I kinda, got to skip that I would, is it, is it Beachbody? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I didn't do that one. <laughs> and I would lose Hooray! weight, gain it back, and then I'd be like, oh, I gotta get back on it. So yeah. It was always because you were eating like frequently, but small amounts, and you had to bring your yes. food with you. Yes. All color coded jars. Yes, I remember that. I think um, I we had a, a teacher that worked with me, and she was doing it. She was a beach body coach, and so she had all of her containers. I can remember in her cooler that she would bring with her to work. Mm-hmm. Now it holds my little salt in my car. <laughs> Her pink Himalayans. <laughs> Just don't get pulled over. Yeah, right, right. It's salt, really. I could explain. Not that salt. Yeah. No, no, the bad, not the crazy drug kind. I yeah. don't know what that is. <laughs> so what were some of the crazy diets that y'all did together along the way? Well, I don't, did you ever do the cabbage soup? Yeah, that was with mom and yeah, high school. I did that one too. Yeah. Oh my god, so you did that with your mom? Yeah, it was yeah. terrible. And a hurricane hit one time, and we're eating it cold because you know we lost all power. And I'm like, I'm done. Where are the ladies? <laughs> <That's it. laughs> yeah, yeah. So we did That's that. That's a very bad one. Oh, yeah. it was so bad. We did all of them. Atkins. Probably the worst one we did was oh yeah, HCG. We did we that did HCG. One. We did this thing called Ripped Fuel, and oh it was more gosh. of like um, it was, it was a ephedrine, yeah. so that it's banned now. You can't get this. It. Was right out of high school. Yeah, and it was. Horrible. (laughs) We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency. And, in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by by Optimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code IFSTORIES10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash IFSTORIES, promo code IFSTORIES10. 
If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. And I bought all that stuff, too, over the years. And um, I did the HCG. Did you do the HCG drops or the shots? Yeah, drops. drops. Yeah. You did the shots. I was doing the shots. Yeah. (laughs) You were all in. I was all in. And, you know, you had to get them from a doctor. But, you know, a friend of mine that I went to college with was doing it when I – one summer I saw her. And I was, you know, about a size 16. It was maybe, I don't know, 2007 or 8. And – she was like, I'm doing it. And I'm like, well, I'm going to do it too. Her dentist had told her about it. So I found a doctor. It was like an hour away, a doctor that would prescribe it and drove up there to get it and started doing it. And then local, locally, someone started doing it here. So I didn't have to drive. I could get it right here. And ugh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just crazy. All of those. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, it sounds like y'all, like me, y'all had kind of like a yo-yo. Yes. Kind of We would existence. lose it, gain it back, just over and over again. <laughs> yes, pretty much. I mean, it co- usually coincided with children. We had kids at the same time, too, because we do everything together. So uh, we have 17-year-olds, and that's probably the pregnancy that we both gained the most with, and we were the youngest, and that kind of started the whole cycle. Was, was We started young, and then she has a 12, and I have an 11-year-old, and then she has a 10-year-old. She wouldn't have one with me the last time. I have a four-year-old, so <laughs> I was done. Yeah, I get like, it. Yeah. She's like, no. But usually, though, you know, it, it would be like you gain a bunch of weight with your pregnancy, then you'd slowly lose it, and then just in time for the next pregnancy. So it was, yeah. That's exactly what – well, with my first, I had just lost a lot of weight. And it's so funny. Y'all are probably the same way. I can remember exactly what I weighed when I went to that first pregnant doctor's appointment. I was like 123. <laughs> I just lost all this weight. And I can remember I was talking to my assistant principal. He was a great man, so nobody judged him based on this. Oh. But he said, he said, you lost all that weight just to get oh. fat again. Oh. I'm like, quit it. I'm not gonna, that's not going to happen. You know, <laughs> famous yeah. last words. But. Yes, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, Lordy. But um, so how high did y'all yo-yo? Like, what was that range? Oh, so the highest I ever got, because I remember the number, was 232 pounds, and that was in 2018. Keto had gotten me down, well, it caught me down, but I'd gotten back up to about 220 when I started intermittent fasting. But I would say, like, I would average around, like, 180 to 200 was kind I couldn't get below that 180 mark my whole adulthood. And when I was in college, you know, the smallest I was, was like 120 something pounds. I don't think I'll, I'll ever be there again, but, uh, I think I could be comfortable like at 150. Mm -hmm. So you started IF at about 220. Yeah. Okay. All right. And how about you, Sheree? I would get up to about 170 and then be like, okay, now it's, I had to go on the next diet. (laughs) (laughs) And I would usually always get down to around 150. Okay. And that you would get stuck there at 150. Yes. where you would kind of level off. I'd stay there for about three days and then stop the time. <laughs> once I made the goal, and then we'd start the cycle again. <laughs> yep, yep. That was like me with the HCG and those very restrictive diets. I would get down to right around the – somewhere in the 130s with that and then just bam, yep, right, right back up. Mm-hmm. Right. It was a little climb right back up. Yep, and then – a lot of years I was stuck in the 170s. I remember that. Like that, the 170s were where I could just kind of stick around. But then that was when I quit weighing those years before 2014. It was probably 2011 to 2014. I just really weighed very sporadically. And you know what happened there? That's when my weight got it finally over the 200. So, Cherie, you never saw anything over the 200s? When I was pregnant with my first, and I really went crazy, I did. <laughs> 
But no, not since then. That just was such a hurdle for me, that number, the two. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the two in the hundreds plays. I was like, I'm never going to see that. I think if I'd have gotten on the scale and it said 199, I probably would have been okay. <laughs> that day, honestly, that day that I got on and it said 210, I'm like, okay. Yeah. No, We're I done. Did. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was like, that was never going to happen. And really, you know, I once I crossed below that, it never went back over again. Thank goodness for intermittent fasting. But if it hadn't been for intermittent fasting, I know the story would have <laughs> turned out differently so how much have y'all lost so far in the two years how has that gone so I've lost right at 30 pounds yes mm-hmm. yep and I'm at about 60 right now so awesome so I'm doing a little math that's right <laughs> so Cherie you're around the 140s yep is that right awesome and, and that's wonderful because you mentioned you had never been able to get yeah. below 150 and stay there so here you are. And Michelle, you're down to... Well, I'm Shannon, but you can call oh, me I'm Michelle. sorry. <laughs> I'm from. I wrote Michelle. I know it's Shannon because I had it somewhere else, but I was like, all right, Michelle. Sorry, <laughs> Shannon. That's my other that. personality. Oh. No, I'm just <laughs> all right, so Shannon, you've lost about 60, so you're around in the 160 yep. range. Mm-hmm. Is that where you are right now? Okay. But that's below where you had been before as well, where you oh, were kind yes. of stuck. So you're both about 20 pounds below where um, My, our bodies like to your, your sticking point. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that's good. That's a positive. So do you feel like you're plateaued or do you feel like you're happy or what? what's your goal now? I would like to be closer to like 150. I'd like to lose another like 15 pounds is where I think I would be happy. And if I lose more, I lose more. If I lose less, it's fine. We both play tennis. We're tennis partners too. Um, I'm not surprised. So, right? So <laughs> very it, we're very competitive. So mainly we just want our game to be good. Um, so whatever weight that's at and whatever weight is, you know, comfortable. But I'm still slowly lose. I'm a slow loser. I mean, it's 60 pounds, but it's 60 pounds over over a long period of time. And I've never been able to do something and not hate it while losing weight. So that's what I feel like, you know, fasting is so different compared to everything else because it's so much more sustainable. And we joke now, we're like, how did we eat all day? Oh like, gosh, how, like, it is crazy. like, I don't know. I see people like, I don't know. I'm like, how do you eat all day? So uh, once you go the other way, you're like, I, well, and I'm like, lazy so I'm like this is so nice like I only have we to forget like, to feed the kids oh, like, oh. <laughs> except for the four-year-old right. yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> totally old enough yes I'm like, well, go make something that's great so when you consider yourself a slow loser are you still losing do you think or are you are you stuck it was slow for a while and, and around um April of 2020, right when the pandemic, you know, reached its peak, I decided to go to ADF. And I did like a 4-3 ADF for the most part. And that helped to accelerate the weight loss. And that it made, it's even for even lazier people. Now I only have to make food every other day. This is just when I thought I couldn't get better. So I did that. And for the most part, I still do that. I just went on vacation. So I didn't do it while I was on vacation. And then like with the holidays, or at least do a daily fast. But I do notice when I do ADF, I do lose weight quicker, but I'm okay with it. You know, it's slow and steady. Maybe sometimes it's a pound a month. Sometimes it's three pounds a month. You know, sometimes it's no pounds a month. So just as long as I'm feeling good and my clothes are fitting and I, you know, that's what I'm kind of focusing on. So that makes sense. But you would be happy where you are right now if, if that's what your body decided you could live with that. Yep, I'm, I'd be fine. That's great. So explain how you like to structure your 4-3 when you really are feeling good and you're really in the groove of it. Because a lot of people are scared of ADF or 4-3 and they're like, I feel like I need to. I feel like my body might want it, but I am scared. So how does it look for you? So for me, I started with the mealless Mondays and I love that you're, you know, your group have hosts for the different days. So I started with the mealless Monday just to like, you know, tell myself I could do that. And I did that for a while, maybe like four months of mealless Mondays. And then I was like, okay, you know, I, this is something I can do. It's not that scary once you actually do it. Cause I really feel like it's way more mental than physical, like with anything, you know? So I usually fast on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And then I have free eating on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. And then usually Sunday, it's 
you know, sometimes it'll be lunch after church. Sometimes I'll eat two meals that day. Sunday is just kind of like whatever I want to do. And that's the way I like to do it. Sometimes if there's an event and I have to like switch up the days, I'll do that. Like, oh, we have something on Thursday. So then I'll change it accordingly. But for the most part, that's how I do it. I don't really set like, oh, 36 or 42 or 40. I just try to make sure it's, you know, overnight and then the next day I eat. So, because now I don't, well, we play tennis and so I, we don't like to play tennis after we've eaten now. Yes. So, because it's, I never thought I'd say that, but <laughs> sometimes I don't get to eat till a little bit later, but I'll just make sure I eat enough or keep eating into the night if I need to. So, that's very much the way I did it. I mean, I chose different days than you. I was the Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday were my fasting days because for whatever reason, Friday, I was just like, I cannot fast on Friday. Being the elementary teacher, I don't know. Fridays were just such a special day at the school and we could wear jeans. You can probably wear jeans to work. Can't Every you? day. We want. Right. Every day is jeans day. And for me, now that I'm, a, you know... A real grown-up who doesn't have to go to school every day. I can wear jeans whenever I want to. No. But I would do the same thing. I had those three days. And I, just like you, I never timed my fast when I was um, doing the the ADF, the 4-3. I didn't know whether I was, you know, at 36 hours or 41 hours. It didn't even matter. I didn't have a fasting goal. I just woke up on the day after the fast, and it was an up day. And I knew I could eat when I felt like it. Sometimes I had three meals. Sometimes I had two meals. But I never tried to go all the way till dinner that second day. Thank goodness. But some people sometimes feel like like they maybe they should. But Well, you probably feel like you can. Because I feel like once you wake up the next morning, you're like, oh, I feel good. You've already done the hard part. Yeah, I've done the hard part. But I do. we do use an app. So I do know what my hours are. <laughs> but that's just, for me, like more of like information things. But I'll just set like a time in the future. Like, you know, like, oh, some random time in the future. This sounds good. But it's rarely actually, I'm not like looking at it. Okay, I got to wait till 42 hours on the dot. So Right. And of course, anyone who's read Fast, Feast, Repeat knows that I do not recommend <laughs> that you have like one meal on the day after your longer fast. Because, you know, the research on alternate daily fasting, they had a totally unrestricted day. They weren't trying to get to 36 or 42 or 48. They were one day you don't eat, the next day you do eat. So a lot of times we tend to overcomplicate what is really a very simple protocol. Lazy, lazy protocol. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, look, look, that's what I love too. I'm the person who also um, exercises on a vibration plate, so... I could just stand there. Do you do it too? Do you have I got one? one. She makes fun of me, but she's um, always talking to me on. I'm like, are you on that? I know. I'm like, hey, what are you? That's great. Well, but you know what? It's the only thing I've done long term, really. You know, I've got a rebounder, and sometimes I'll jump on it as I'm getting over two. <laughs> I, I get on it, I jump a few times, then I get on the vibration plate and just stand there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. All right, so you do sometimes 4-3, but sometimes you do the daily eating window approach. I bet over the holidays, you probably did a little less ADF and a little more. Right, more. I, if I do a daily fast, it's usually closer to OMAD. It's like a, you know, not just one plate, but um, like a 24 or, you know, a 21-3 or something like that. Every once in a while, you know, you have a 14-hour fast if something crazy happens, like vacation. I just, um, <laughs> but for the most part, either ADF or closer to like an OMAD style is what... I do. So how about you, Cherie? What do you do for your... Have you ever done any ADF? Did you skip it completely? I skipped it completely. You could say you started with 6-1, right? Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I've been doing mealless Mondays for a long time. Okay, so you were doing mealless. That's 6-1. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) But I now it kind of messes with me a little bit. She doesn't sleep well. She has the same... I think you have that issue with... Yeah. I sleep amazing. So I have, like, the opposite. I'm like... I'll do it maybe once every six weeks now and maybe not even that much. But I kind of stick to a 22-2, I would say, is my goal. I like to... Some days I'll go longer, some days shorter, but I would say I average right at about 22 hours. I wonder if, really, for me, the sleeping issue could have been a lot to do with that. I was really doing it. I'd already hit my goal. When I was doing it, it was right after the obesity code had come out. And I'd gained a little bit of rebound weight gain because that was before I knew about the clean fast. Then I read the obesity code, and I'm like, oops, Stevia, and took all that out and started fasting clean. But I was still, you know, I was maybe eight pounds from my original goal, but it wasn't a lot, you know, so I really only needed to lose a little bit. But I did. I think the closer I got to that, going back to the goal again, losing the, the eight pounds I'd gained, 
I think it got harder to sleep for me. That's, That's what, what I do. I always, I always say that to her because I'm like, you don't have fat stores like I do. So, yeah. yeah. And I do. Yeah. She thinks she does. I'm like, no, there's a lot to burn here. So, you're yeah. – I don't know if that's a factor or not, but for me, I did, you know, that was an important period of time for me because I really wasn't still trying to lose a lot. But it's funny. I just, that's what he had in the obesity code in the back. And I'm like, all right, that's what I'm going to (laughs) do. But then I was like, no, I want to eat every day. And so I've eaten every day since mid 2016. That's just what I like to do. So Sheree, sounds like you like to eat every day too. I do. Yeah. There's just something about it. So you mentioned earlier that you had done the cabbage soup diet with your mom. Yes. So, so we drug her on the thing too. She's intermittent fasting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her. We got our dad. We got cousins, cousins, cousins friends, friends, or all kinds. Anybody that will listen, we tell them. <laughs> our husbands say they're going to start a support group for husbands of intermittent fasters. <laughs> so are they not intermittent fasters? The husbands? Mine, yeah. They, they don't eat breakfast anymore. Yeah. <laughs> mine but, does. Yeah. He's very loose, though. Like I, I say he's mine, husband's an intermittent fasting, intermittent faster. So that's <laughs> <laughs> they're very supportive of it and, you know, try to encourage us and whatever. But um, I had to have a talk with my husband then when I started ADF because he did not like my mealless Mondays and he would make me feel guilty, you know, and he's like, well, I feel bad. We're all eating in front of you or, you know, and I'm like, this is a choice. You know, I'm choosing this. So before I decided to go to ADF, I was like, I want to be really clear. Like, I want to do this, but I need you to support me and not make me feel guilty. And, you know, and he was, he's like, I'm so, I didn't mean to make you feel that way. And I was like, it's okay. But, but no, like, I want you to, you know, be on board and be a cheerleader for me. So they are that. <laughs> well, that's really good. So your mom, after cabbage soup, and I bet I bet you probably you probably oh. saw her dieting a lot when you were growing up, right? Yeah, she was always she was small. yeah she always thought she was big, but we you know she she never. But I think after menopause is when she probably had the most issues with not being able to lose it as easily, and so she. When we started doing intermittent fasting, she, after a while, finally got on board. And after she while, did not like the black coffee. Oh, I get and it. And it took my dad even longer, but. Oh. That's a struggle for so many people. It really is. I wish it weren't true. I wish we could put stuff in our coffee. <laughs> but it does. I, I mean, yes. I honestly, that's the one thing I really push to people because I think a lot of people think they fast. And then when I kind of go into a little more detail and then I think when people do it though they're like oh there really is a huge difference and not and even just physically like you're not as hungry anymore you're not you know hangry so I think it does make a huge difference and I think people when they don't know until they experience it exactly and I, I think that really a lot of people who think that they have failed with intermittent fasting they, you know, because I'll run into people and I'll, you know, I'll talk about intermittent fasting probably everywhere I go, but <laughs> they'll say, yeah, I tried that. It didn't work for me. And I always say, let's examine what you were drinking during the fast. <laughs> uh-huh. And they're always like, oh, Powerade Zero. Or, I mean, it was always, there's a list of things. Or I put, you know, I read that you could put 50 calories in your, and I'm like, okay, well, let's try again. And but sometimes they're like, no, forget it. It was so awful. I never want to try that again. But I'm like, I promise that's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, so how's mom done? Has she lost the weight she wanted to lose? Is she She's doing well? I think she's a slower loser. I don't know. She hasn't really talked to me about numbers. She kind of, she went on a big vacation and kind of fell off the wagon there for a little bit. And then she's like, okay, now I'm serious again. And she really has been. Like she does some mealless Mondays. And then her thing is like, she's very social. So she has a lot of events that she goes to and luncheons and Bible studies. And so she's, I'm like, mom, but that's, that's your life every week. It's not a special occasion when you do it every week, you know? And so... Jen said. <laughs> yes. So she's had to learn how to incorporate it with her life a little bit more than we do. Because, like, we kind of work all day. It's it's easier for us. Like, we don't have to even think about it. So I think, I think she's finally back kind of on the losing train. I don't know what number she's at. But I think she is feeling better. And I do think she likes it. And she likes that she doesn't have to, you know, count the 12 almonds and <laughs> put her stuff in color-coded containers anymore um, and go to her luncheons and eat what she really wants to eat and stuff. So That's the best part. 
Uh-huh. Figuring out that you never have to count almonds again. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Well, that's when, when Cherie told me about it, I was like, I love food too much. And she's like, but that's why you do it because you, you know, you get to eat the food that you want. You don't have to eat all these, you Because you, what were you doing? You were doing something. Oh, I did Optavia, yes. you know, that Metafast. Right. Oh, I never heard anybody say that. I've been saying Octavia in my head. I always called it that. I don't it's know. I can be. Octavia. I could be saying it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard anybody say it. Okay, so that's MetaFast and you do like liquids? Is that what it is? No, it's like these little prepackaged Frankenfoods that are, sorry, if you work for MetaFast, they're disgusting. If you work for uh, MetaFast, <laughs> we want you to stop doing that. Oh, it was so bad. So like after the first month, I just got the shakes and bars because I couldn't stand the little foods that they give you they tasted so bad and um because it was like five of these little snacks a day and then you got to have one like lean and green at night so yeah she's like sure he's like you'd rather do that like yeah you know, like, here's your alternative yeah. you can eat you just don't eat all those little snacks and then you can eat whatever you want you know during this hour you can do that again and i was like no i don't want to do that again so um she was so, all in. Yeah, I was like, okay, let's do it. So. The only meal replacement, well, other than shakes, I did do the shakes thing, you know, shake for breakfast, shake for lunch, sensible dinner. In fact, that just cycled through my Facebook memories the other day. I was doing it. And I'm like, I can't do a shake for breakfast and a shake for lunch. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is I'm back done. in the day. Yeah, I was like, I just need food. Who knew that no food was better than a shake, right? <laughs> but the only one I ever tried, I never did Nutrisystem. I did Jenny Craig. And with that one, yeah, I think I, I did one week of their food. Yeah. <laughs> and it was not delicious. I'm sorry, Jenny, but it was not delicious. <laughs> and I did. the person called me on the phone. She's like, how are you doing? I'm like, well, I've lost eight pounds, but I quit because this is gross. I was like, I can go to the grocery store and get lean cuisines and they're more delicious. And they have this. I could read the calories on the back. It's the same. Sorry, Jenny. So. <laughs> But did I go to the grocery store and eat the link cuisines? No. <laughs> the next day, I probably drove through fast food on the way to work again. <laughs> anyway, who knew? So how do you eat now? Just really everything? You eat what you love? We joke that we are definitely food snobs now. Um, we've always been foodies. So we always like, you know, we if we go into a restaurant, we look at their menu ahead of time. Yes. Like, where are we going? We and make sure, look at the reviews to make sure that what's on their menu is actually what they have. Because with COVID, there's some things they're taking off menus. I never thought of that. But, and you're right. If the menu doesn't look good, I'm not going to go there. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, I always say that we try to eat less Franken food. If I'm going to eat food, I want it to be real food and I want it to be good food. But we love Mexican. That's yeah. probably, yeah. So we eat a lot of Mexican. I could probably eat Mexican food every day. Uh-huh. Yes. Yep. So <laughs> I really could beans. Beans are my favorite. Y'all probably heard <laughs> heard me say that before. <laughs> so tell me about some of your non-scale victories. How about Cherie, start with you. What are some of your non-scale victories? I had knee issues before and that has gotten so much better. I still wear a small brace when I play tennis, but nothing like I used to. And I think it's more just a placebo effect, to be honest, because I'm afraid I'm going to hurt it out there playing tennis. Uh, you wear, <laughs> so you wear the brace just as a, like a security blanket kind of knee brace, right? <laughs> and then I've gone out there without it. And I'm like, oh, I forgot it. Oh, well, I'm fine. Every once in a while, I'll run off the court and grab it. But I would say that that would be my biggest non-scale victory is just probably the aches and pains everywhere, but especially in my knee. That's been big. And how about you, Shannon? Not Michelle. No. Right, I know. Um, <laughs> I actually, so 2019, right before this, I had really, really bad plantar fasciitis. Um, and I hear a lot of people talking about it on your show. It is excruciating. I don't know if anyone's, you know, if you've had it, if you're listening. And um, our last tennis match, I actually couldn't even play. It was so bad. And I'm very competitive. And so that was very difficult for me that I had to, like, I'm hurting. So so it was like affecting my life beyond, oh, I don't look cute in this dress, you know? So I have no plantar fasciitis. It's completely gone. And it probably has to do with the weight as well. But I do believe it has to do with inflammation because I believe it's correlated. I used to have headaches all the time. And Sri did too. Yeah, oh, she did. We'd always that. take Advil. We would joke. I mean, we had Advil in the car. We have it in the shop. We have it. You know, we always had it in our purse. Like Advil, we were popping it like candy. You know, me too. Like, I never thought about that, but I used to have some in my purse, and it was a little 
travel size and that I would I like the liquid gel so I'd always refill it back up because they had that little container but as it would be gone I would fill it back up and now I don't even know what happened to that little container now that you mentioned I haven't thought of it in years right I mean I would take I mean we would I mean I would take Advil we would take it before we play tennis we would take it you know it was just this like all the time and body aches and headaches and so I don't really have either one of those anymore. So I'm very thankful for that. And just like my energy level, like I never thought not eating could give me more energy. Uh, you know, you've been told your whole life it's the opposite. And so once you kind of, there is a transition. And so I try to like warn people. I'm like, it's not like tomorrow you're going to wake up full of energy. You have to kind of work past those glycogen stores and stuff. And so, but once you do and you're on the other side, it's amazing. And same thing with like, even like just playing tennis fasted. I was like, oh no, I mean, I played college sports so I was like you have to feed you have to fuel you have to do all these things and so that was probably my biggest hang-up was realizing like you can actually exercise fasted and you might even feel better doing it so that would have been my biggest NSVs I guess (laughs) you know thinking about trying to eat a big meal and then doing exercise just makes my stomach hurt just thinking about it like right this minute Uh uh-huh it makes my brain slower like playing tennis, I'm like, I can't, I don't know what to do next. <laughs> yeah, well, you're right. It's like, like you're in a little lag, a little. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Even working. I don't like to work after I've eaten. Yeah. No, no, I really don't either. You've heard, I'm sure heard me say that before, but you know, if I've got a podcast interview, I don't eat till after it's over unless it's like at 9 PM, which is very unusual. <laughs> It's happened once or twice, but someone, you know, maybe in Australia. But other than that. Graham. Yeah. <laughs> Graham. Hello, Graham. Are you listening? Yeah. <laughs> he's New Zealand. Is he New Zealand? Oh, no, he's Australia. He's Australia. I'm sorry, Graham. I can't believe I said that. I think that. he's from New Zealand, though. Yes. I think you're right. But I know he lives in Australia. So, yeah, he's fabulous. He just sent me a copy of his book and some little trinkets from Australia, which was so nice. He's He really is awesome. And he's spreading the word down under. <laughs> Which I love. So what about your kids? Do they think it's weird, you know, that mommy doesn't eat some days? Do they? I'm just kidding. (laughs) I think they just only care if we feed them. My son did ask if we were now sponsored by intermittent fasting because we posted (laughs) on Instagram and Facebook. So I told him, yes, we were brand ambassadors and getting paid. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. No. You know, they don't. My kids don't really care. And and I've explained them, mainly my 17-year-old. Um, she's a girl. She's an older girl. You know, I don't want her having any type of issues with weight and stuff. And I'm like, you're growing. You're good. She works out a lot. She played sports a lot. I just kind of more try to drill into them, like, try to eat healthier choices. So, but. And same thing. My, I have a 10 and 12-year-old girls and pretty much just say the same thing. I'm not growing anymore. I don't need to eat and they see me eat and they see me eat a lot yeah. <laughs> they're like oh mommy does eat and mommy eats a lot but they'll so. be like is your window open so I, yeah. think, I always think of that's cute I'm like no save it for tomorrow and so they'll put it in a special little spot for me to eat the next day I love they that and they you'll something. never have to cook a vat of cabbage soup right I should make him that my son was the most excited about it because he's like we don't have to eat zucchini noodles anymore right, right. Whatever. although yeah. zucchini noodles actually sound delicious to me right they now do. so i agree i might bring it back but we just had it so much that he's yeah. Like, oh. yeah oh i can remember i bought one of those this little spiralizer thing and i was you didn't used to could buy them in the store like now i think you can buy all those fake noodles out of zucchini and carrot and whatever but at the time you had to spiralize them yourself were you spiralizing your own Oh, yeah. She has Zoodler. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I don't know. I think I threw that right in the garbage at one time. But I actually would probably do it again now because I, I think I would enjoy a little zucchini it's been noodles enough time and some now. butter. You're right. Yeah. Parmesan <laughs> cheese. Yeah. <laughs> it would not be a low calorie food by the time I was done, but I don't count calories, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so um, have your tastes changed with what you eat? I know you said that you, like Shannon, you mentioned that you avoid the Franken foods. Have you always done that or is it new? Oh my God, no. No, it's newer. And like, I mean, yeah, I can still, you know, eat some Cheez-Its or goldfish, but they just don't, they don't hit like they used to, I yeah. guess, you know. Like, so this isn't worth it. Let's just bag this back up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would say, say for some things, yeah, my tastes have changed. Um 
mainly really for that like kind of like cracker and Dorito. Um, Although I still like Doritos every once in a while, but I used to love Doritos. Yeah. Like love, love, love. Yeah. So every once in a while, I'd say we just want better tasting foods. Yes. Yeah. Once our window's open, you know. It needs to be delicious. I do still have that crunchy, that crunchy love. I love the crunchy stuff, but the what I like is different. You know, I, and I do still like Doritos, but as far as, you know, the tortilla chips, it has to be a higher quality tortilla chip to really make me happy. But I can still eat a lot of those. <laughs> and the yep. good news is that I can. Yep. Yep. If exactly. I want to. <laughs> so um, what do you still struggle with? Is there anything that you still struggle with? Probably mainly the biggest thing would probably be the social aspect. If there are events, we have a lot of family. We do a lot of different things together. That's why we're trying to get everybody to do it with us. Right. <laughs> we have like, yeah. So That's um, your master plan. That's right? our yes. master plan. Is what I was just thinking about so yeah, just that, like, okay, well, we want to go to lunch after tennis, and you know, when's my window open, and you know, those sort of things. Since I am still trying to lose weight, I'm a little more mindful of it. So that's probably, honestly, like my biggest issue. I really do feel like the hunger is more mental than actual physical most of the time. So um, it's like, like you talk about like the inner toddler, like, well, they're having that. I don't want that. So <laughs> I struggled when I'm bored. I'm like, yeah. I want to eat. It hasn't it been long enough? How much longer? And I'm not even hungry. I'm just bored. So then I just find something to do. <laughs> oh, I get that too. You know, because also if it's like, like, you know, there's something good in the kitchen. Like, like, you know, if I have something left over, like we had something delicious the day before and there's some left over and I'm thinking about it <laughs> and yeah, bored uh-huh. and I'm like, if I don't go ahead and eat that, Chad's going to eat it. Then I'm not yeah. going to get to eat it. <laughs> yes. I, I oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes you have to do that. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what happened to those cookies. They're gone. <laughs> and then I happened. forget about them. I'll find them in my closet like a month later. I'm like, dang it, I ruined them. <laughs> I, like the first them. time that I ever did that, I was shocked with myself. It was, you know, I was a, when I was still teaching and I got all these like treats. I don't remember if it was Christmas or the end of the school year. It was one of those. But I would come home with bags and bags of stuff. But someone gave me these gourmet cupcakes that were like delicious. And I remember putting those in the back of the cabinet so nobody would see those gourmet cupcakes. And then I completely forgot they were there. And then later, like weeks later, when I found them, I was so disappointed. You're like, no, what? I didn't eat those delicious cupcakes. I think I went and got some anyway after that just because I could. But that I think that might be the first time that I ever had food that I loved that I forgot was there. Right. Right. You're like, who have I? Yeah, Yeah, I would remember exactly where I put it. Absolutely. And, you know, with the teenagers around, especially my one son, I could say don't eat this, but he would eat it. (laughs) Every single time I would wake up and I'd look for it, it'd be completely gone. But like crumbs <laughs> leading the way to his oh. <laughs> bedroom, to his bedroom. Absolutely. So teens and kids. <laughs> so how many people do you reckon y'all have gotten to begin intermittent fasting? Or like anybody that passes us by. No, no we did start a, um, we do have an Instagram group and a Facebook group. Cause we, I guess I posted about it in like October of 2020. I think I was finally ready to like publicly, you know, talk about it. Cause at that point I maybe lost about 40 pounds, um, 45 and it was pretty significant. Um, and so I kind of did a big public post on my Facebook and we, I think there's like a, a little over a hundred people in our groups um, and mainly just local people who have questioned family members, friends, people who shop with us or we play tennis with just as like a, an encouragement. Cause I do feel like that's really important as having a community around you. Cause you can, you can feel isolated. So just do what Sheree did and make somebody do it with yeah, you. That's, what I, that's the best. Uh, <laughs> drag somebody else with you. So I don't know how, you know, and then I'll see people are like, Oh, I, I read that book and I had no idea, you know? And I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. So, cause they all want, tell me what to do. I'm like, I was like, you want to read this book? And then they- that's the best way, right? That's why I wrote the book. Honestly, that's why I wrote the first book. I'm like, I'm tired of telling people here, just read this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Smart. Yes. So I won't even like now my group, you have to like, kind of like, have you read the book? Or are you planning on reading the book? And so yeah, pretty much though, like, well, people will ask, well, you look like you've lost weight. What have you been doing? And 
her husband will roll his eyes, great, here we go, you know? Yeah. He works at the shop, too. Yeah, he works at the family business as well, so he's like, don't get him started. No. Yeah. You're like, I'm so. sorry, I've got to do it. It's harder to focus than ever these days. Thankfully, C4 has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus, containing 200 milligram of natural caffeine, a blend of vitamins and zero sugar. It was formulated to support your well-being and help you feel your best, all while enhancing mental focus. From your brain to your body, C4 Smart Energy does it all and tastes amazing. Look for Smart Energy in the beverage aisle at your local Kroger, Albertsons, and Safeway grocery stores. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. But I, I love that you have a Facebook group because, you know, this is really how we are changing the world. You know, one sister at a time, one mom at a time, one group of friends at a time, because people are just struggling to find out what works. Just like y'all were struggling, just like I was struggled for all those years. And when you find it, you just want to share it. Yes. There's a way. I know. I, I'll, we'll see people and we're like, should we say something? We're like, no, 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 no. They have, you know, like, we want them to come to us and we don't like to harass people and stuff. But we're always but, like, you know who would do awesome at this? I know. <laughs> Shri will call me and be like, you know who would do great? And then like, a couple weeks later, I'll be like, hey, guess who reached out to me? And she's like, oh, that's awesome. So we are a little obnoxious about it. And I'll even like post that. Like, I'm like, I know I'm being obnoxious. So that's kind of why I started the group too. And then every once in a while, I'll post on my main page, like, Hey, I'm still fasting. So if you want information, you know, it's, it's over here just so it's not like flooding my Facebook every day. But the thing is, is you're not trying to sell them something. You're not trying to get them to sign up under you. You know, it's not a pyramid scheme. There's no money to be made. There's it's right. just. And we do say that at the beginning. Right. We don't I, make a penny. Yeah. I'm not going to PM that. you and say, by the way, right. <laughs> right. send me your credit card. No. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I really like that. And I like that for myself too. Like I can kind of go on there and get encouragement from people and I can share my struggles. Like, yeah, I'm almost two years in, but I still have struggles sometimes. You know, some days are hard. Holidays are hard. Weekends can be hard. So I think people see that. And they're like, okay, like it's just a long-term thing. You know, it's right. not, it's not a quick fix. Um, and I think once people get their minds wrapped around that, once I got my mind wrapped around that, that's where the game changer was. Absolutely. Me, so. And I will say, I cannot overemphasize the importance of support. And for me, one of the things I think was instrumental is when I started my first Facebook group in 2015, and that was just supposed to be for me and my friends that were doing it. So we had a place where we could talk. That was the original one meal a day group. And of course, it grew and grew. And people started coming and I didn't know. And I'm like, wait, wait, no, no, I don't know, I don't know you. <laughs> I couldn't stop it. Yeah, it was growing. But um, that was before you could ask people questions to join a Facebook group. I mean, do you even remember did, before those days of questions? It was like really the Wild West because someone would just try to join and you didn't know. I remember like some days I'd be like, oh, my gosh, 30 people want to join the group, which seems like like nothing now because now we have hundreds a day in some of the groups. But you had to go to their Facebook profile and try to see something about them. Like, like is this a – Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it would like take forever and I was doing it by myself and – but having the group where I was going with this long, crazy story was that I think it really helped me to stay consistent because I had now told a lot of people about it <laughs> and they were in there with me. And so I felt like I kind of had to owe it to them to be consistent and to be successful. And so, you know, when I've struggled talking through the struggles and it just really helped me to be honest with what was going on. 
Yep, I like it. I enjoy having it. And we're pretty, I mean, maybe three or four posts a week. You know, people will post things or say things and encourage each other and all that stuff. So I enjoy having it and having that accountability. So Yeah, the accountability. It's not just helping them, but it's helping you. So anybody who's listening, if you've thought about, you know, maybe you're someone who's afraid to share, you've never shared it, or maybe you, um, like for me, I felt like people were watching to see if I would fail again. Right, yeah. You know, all the times they'd see me yo-yo back up, and it took a while before they realized I wasn't going to do that suddenly this time. But for anyone who's, you know, worried about sharing, go ahead and share. You're planting that seed. Even if people are like, yeah, that's nuts, I'm not doing it, maybe they'll be ready in a year and they'll remember right. that you mentioned it. Yeah, we got it. a lot of those at first. Oh, so you're starving yourself. Got it. Yeah. Like, I think that. <laughs> but they always come back. Yeah, they, they always, always come, come back. back. And they always Especially come. once they see you eating. They're yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, the only ones who never came over were the ones who never struggled with their weight. But anybody who has struggled, they always did. You're exactly right. They always came back. All right. So since there are two of you, I want to make sure we have enough time for this. So I'm going to start with you, Cherie. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting? Or what do you wish you knew when you first started? I would say consistency is key. I have a lot of people that are like, well, I just want to do it three days a week or however they want to do it, but just fast every day and it just pretty much snowballs and it's easy. (laughs) It does take a little while. That's really important because the thing that I know now caused a lot of my struggles when I was trying to figure out intermittent fasting was the inconsistency. Right. Being stuck in the adjustment phase and never making it to the part where it got easy. Yes. And the app helps a lot with that, too. I'm a numbers person, so I like seeing it. But Which app do you like? What do you use? I like Life. Okay. The Life app. So you just hit start every day and commit to fasting and one day after another. <laughs> that was like me with the window app that Cal made. And every time I closed my window, I was not going to reopen it. It was the little just one more level of accountability yeah. that made a difference. All right. How about you, Shannon? What would you say to someone just starting off or what do you wish you knew when you first started? Well, there was a scripture I posted when I posted the picture of myself when I had publicly came out. It was all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. And so I try to really stick to that. And I try to like, just because you can do it or can't have it doesn't necessarily mean that you should. So, but you can, you know, so it's like, if, but if you do that every day, you're probably not going to feel great. And I'm just a, I'm a big believer in the KISS method, the keep it simple, stupid. I think we try to overcomplicate things. I think that's how all diets have always been. They're just, you know, counting macros and calories and this and that. Well, what's your window? What should, what should my window be? What should, you know, and I'm like, just relax and just keep it simple. It's really simple. It's just eating and not eating. Like, you know, if you if you do that, if you have a period of not eating and a period of eating, that's what fasting is. Well, it's like like Brad Pilon's, you know, foundational book that he wrote so long ago, Eat, Stop, Eat. That was the name of his book. And that's really, I'm like, that's brilliant. You eat, then you stop, then you eat. And that's really what we're doing. The, the fast, feast, repeat again. So Yes, yes. So I just think, just don't overcomplicate it, you know, and... And get out of your head and just play the long game. It's really easy to get short-sighted. And that's how a lot of diets are. Because I've, I've done diets where I've lost 30 pounds in two months. But I could never sustain that. And so if I had given up at month three when, when I did gain a pound, I would not have lost 60 pounds now. You know, so it's one day, one step, one fast at a time. So. <laughs> And I, I like the emphasis on the long game, too, like you said. You know, you're, we're not going to quit doing intermittent fasting no matter what because we feel so good and it's given us the sanity. So we're not going to stop. We're going to do it every single day. And, you know, your body will decide when you get to the, the weight that's right for you. Maybe you'll lose a half a pound every other month, you know. Right. And that's okay. Right. <laughs> but it will stay off, right? Yeah. <laughs> But we know how to keep it off. Yeah, like that's the thing. It's not going to be that, you know, jump back up like it is every time. So that's the best part. Well, I really enjoyed talking to you two today, Shannon and Cherie and no Michelle in the room. I don't know. No Michelle. No Michelle. <laughs> but um, thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you around in the groups. All right. Thanks, thanks Jen. Thank you so much. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com 
and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven, a geoengineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image. But when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Rhea Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.